tell you that money isn't actually made. No, it's actually attracted to whomever desires it. And this is how the universe works. And the best part is, having wealth is the first easy step to living your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings, explorers and adventurers. Welcome back to another edition of the Stephen Canyon Podcast. So glad you could join us today. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello and greetings. Good morning to you, Miss Megan. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Thank my, you. My best friend. Bestie. Sun's out. Yeah, it is. Birds it's cold. are flying, diving into the out. water, coming up with something love, to eat. I love the coast. Bike is in the sunshine. Don't you love that little salty smell? I do. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's the best. Not so sure about sand in the shoe, like uh, shoes, like so many songs. <laughs> Take, take your shoes off. Yeah. Why are you walking around the sand with your shoes on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about. I'm I'm ready to head back to the Rockies. I miss riding. <laughs> I miss riding horses. I do too. Oh my goodness, me too. I really do. I, I was just fun. thinking about Khan, my my horse named after Genghis cool. Khan. Coolest name. K H A N. Yeah. The last last time you and I rode together was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Those are draft horses, though. Uh, they were they Weren't were warm blooded, yeah. <laughs> they were. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a memorable day. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. Hey, today we're talking about start getting rich. Start getting rich. Begin it now. Do it. Every person has an inherent right. That's the thing. Everybody has an inalienable right and a moral right to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So today, uh, I want to begin, I want to go back to and begin rewilding us with the kinetic beliefs for changing our minds, changing our subjective realities where money's concerned. I think it's interesting, too. Anytime that you talk about money, we always end up uh, also talking about unbecoming. I don't know if you're going to talk about that today, but I always think that's so interesting because all of us have like just the worst ideas surrounded by money. And that's the, re- yes, absolutely. And that's what I mean by rewilding. We're unbecoming. We are getting getting rid of all the stuff that we have bought into. And those things mm, are typically, uh, it's what's keeping us from living our best lives. And, and this is vitally important for us to open ourselves up to. And you do this in alignment with the substance of attracting great wealth into our lives. Look, the purpose of life in the natural realm, it's to advance, right? Yes. We're advancing. We're Gross. growing. We're developing. Mm-hmm. We explore. We love to explore. We are sojourners through this life. We're on an adventure, mm-hmm. a journey, and it's um, it's an expedition to enjoy um, knowledge as it's revealed to us. An expedition. I like that. Yeah. Enjoy to experience. Experience to enjoy through optimistic, excited hope and anticipatory enthusiasm. We should be jumping out of the bed in the mornings rather than, oh, just give me another two hours or three hours. We should be excited about the sunshine and excited about seizing the day because we know what's coming our way. Absolutely. So, but here's the thing, when we cease to advance, 
as human beings, we cease to live. Life is over. Right. Think about that. When you are in this round-robin way of existence, when we start living the same life, doing the same thing, the same monotonous activities, having the same conversations, and it's year after year after year, we've ceased to advance, ceased to live. Our souls are... Uh, they are incarcerated by this randomness of predictability. Mm. When we are yes. caught up in these, and we enclose ourselves, we are allow ourselves to be captivated and encaptured by the substance of a reality that's in, repetitive. I've always thought it's fascinating, the, the, the effect that predictability has on our minds. Because it's interesting mm. that it's it's yeah. almost as if that mm. variety is food for your brain. You need it. You need mm. that stimulation because if you can just look out in front of you and you know exactly what everything looks like, it's just you're on your way to that zombie lifestyle so that you're sterile, talking right? about. Yeah. No, when we live day after day expecting the same thing, the same experiences, we're having the same conversations, putting our hands to the same thing, we are diminishing. We diminish in our purpose. We diminish in life. The universe is expanding. That's its natural state of being. It's expanding. It's advancing. It was created to expand and all within the universe to advance toward uh, perfected completion. And so according to the original intention for all things, advancement is life. Trees grow, water flows, the soul thrives when the mind and the body advance toward perfected completion. But look, here in the natural, it is not possible to advance and experience new measures of existence, new observations and new experiences and all these things we're talking about to live this complete successful life unless unless we are prosperous. Need that money. Makes the world go round. Absolutely. No person can experience an ascension and, and rise to their greatest possible height yeah. regarding their giftings and their talents and their soul development unless they are financially prosperous. Absolutely. So to unfold the soul, to develop our purpose of genius within, that's going to require the use of things in the natural, mm -hmm. things that we see. Yeah. And we cannot have those things unless there is what? Money, money to purchase those things those things yes Currency. so uh, so much has been said about having money for the purpose of enjoyment and i mean there's much of what has been said and taught and believed in in those apologetics regarding having money versus not having it all that stuff so it has become so contentious in one faction and the arguments have been that you know many have accepted those arguments that uh, having money is wrong. Having a lot of money is a bad thing. It's not good to have have uh, more than you just need. And look, this is this is part of the rewilding process. This is part of unbecoming, yes. like you were saying, going back to the beginning of ourselves, back to the very beginning, looking within. Here's the deal. Look, without consideration to to doctrines that speak for or against anything. Now, we're going to remain neutral here just so we can start all over. We center ourselves in the truest sense of understanding, feeling with wisdom the core essence of our purpose in life. Breathe in the essence of you and center yourself in that, a place where martyrdom does not exist, a place where anger and resentment, jealousy, covetousness, all those things, fear, fear doesn't exist there. Let's do this. We were, we sort of toyed with this a little bit yesterday and 
I found the, it to be so refreshing. Let's look around you, wherever you are right now. You may be driving. Keep your eyes on the road, but kind of glance around a little bit. And, or in the room that you're in, whatever, wherever you are, what do you see right now? Look at all the things. Now, for this practice, get rid of all the labels. Okay, so all you now see are objects without labels all around you. And you're just in an area. You're just in a, in a, a space. You're in a place in a space. And those are just room things or car things or wherever you are. Those are just things now, no labels. So now by rewilding, let's begin to reconstruct. Everything is neutral. It's very quiet. So we're going to reconstruct. We want to develop in our mind and we want to develop in our soul. We want to develop our bodies by making use of things. Things uh, don't, and, and when we unlabel these things, unlabel them as far as their values are concerned. Okay, nothing has a cost. It's just a thing. It's just particles of energy, materials, substances of invention that came through enlightenment. This is the creative creator way. Now, all of the various societies all over the world, all the different cultures, all of the, the people all over the world are so organized that human beings must have money in order to possess things. It's just the, the structure of the world. Possess substance, it takes money. To possess matter, it requires money. Therefore, the basic function of all advancement in the world, in the natural, for all human beings, it must be regarded in like kind with the faith, the belief, and the wisdom for attracting wealth. The objective for all of life, and I think we're in agreement here. Uh, I know you and I are, Meg. Yes. The objective for all of life is for the energetics that advance and grow and develop us for creative purpose. It's for everything that lives, everything that has life in it, in alignment with an inalienable right to live. It's to develop and to develop in harmony with all that any living thing is capable of obtaining for the original purpose of that thing. In other words, Regardless of what any other human being might suggest to you, you have, every single person has, an inalienable right to advance life. Now, what that means is your right, you have a right to have the free and you have a right to have the unrestricted use of all things, which may be necessary to your fullest mental, spiritual, and your fullest physical development. In other words, every living human being on planet Earth has a right to be wealthy for advancement. Regardless of how our thoughts may have been formed, often from excuses for poverty, we come up with, with many reasons why we might be in lack. Often it's just something that's been told to us that we agree with. That just somehow, you know, it pacifies our desire for more. It pacifies our desire to be prosperous. It pacifies our desire to be really wealthy. That unction to pacify. Now, that doesn't mean that you're to be satisfied or content with just a little bit. Okay, with just a small amount. Look, no creative creator, no purposeful genius on the entire planet, um, no wonderful, powerful spiritual being while in the natural with an inherent potential within, within them should be satisfied with only a little. 
if you're capable of using and enjoying a lot. It's such a powerful truth uh, to to accept this idea that that it's your right to be wealthy and to have riches and to be to be wealthy because all of a sudden it it moves that idea of money from being something that you just want to being really a part of your destiny, a part of your DNA, a part of who you are and even who you're supposed to be. True. That's so true, Megan. And then here's the deal where I think a lot of people get tripped up is they it's the idea. Well, what is a lot? What is wealth? What what are riches? Yeah, it's all relative. It's really yeah. nothing except it's a lot relative to a little. Yeah. So now what is a lot? In a universe which has far, far, far more than enough for all things within the universe, then what is what's a lot? <laughs> Look, the function of the natural is for the expansion, it's for the advancement of life, for the growth of life. Every person should have all that they can share and contribute to the beauty and the elegance and the richness of life. Well, and that's a great point that, that how much is enough? Well, you know, money's a tool. So, you know, it's how much do you need to accomplish the things that are in your heart and in your mind? Mm-hmm. It's not so much yeah. about just this compilation, this big number. I like that. Right. So for us to be satisfied with less than we would require for advancement, for the elegance and the beauty and the richness of life. For us to be satisfied with less than any of that would be wrong. That is an incorrect thing. Right. That's against our nature. That's against our purpose. And it would serve to diminish our experience, to be greater for ourselves, which is a benefit not only to ourselves but to the whole of humanity. The one who aspires, the one who acquires all that they want for the living of all of the life that they're capable of living, is prosperous. They're wealthy. No one who has plenty of money that has lots of wealth can have all that they want and continue to advance. Ah, Say that I again? love that. I, I got you. <laughs> Nobody that has plenty of money and lots of wealth can have all that they want and continue to advance. To have all you want is to end your journey with all. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's good. A tree doesn't desire to grow to be as tall (laughs) as it can be. It is inherent and an inherent attribute. If if it were a desire for a tree, it would be a desire for a tree to always grow. Yeah, we need the mountain to climb. We need it. it. There it is. That's right. So the acquisition of more life, more wisdom, more health, more journey here and beyond to journey, to quest, to adventure, to expedition. That is to advance toward perfected completion. Ah, so look within. Mm -hmm. Here we are. We're rewilding. We're looking within. Not cast down. Forget everything you've been told. Uh, that's been defined good or bad, forget it. Look within the purposeful life. It has evolved far and become so dynamic that even the most average human being requires a large amount of wealth relative to a little so that we may live in a manner that even begins to approach the completeness of purpose. You know, this really is vital knowledge and wisdom that you're giving us because it's going to you can already feel it it's going to shift our perspective where the journey to wealth is concerned because when most of us imagine wealth and a lot of money and we and we see that road from here to there it is riddled with obstacles and pain and suffering and and sweat and stress and and this is really redefining it because you're telling us that you know what embrace that journey embrace that journey of more of growth 
because if anything, it's just, it's the most uh, um, obvious part of who you are. That's going to satisfy just the the human experience within you. Sure, all those obstacles that you just pointed out, those are that that's why we change the lens because that's a subjective reality. Those yeah. are based upon the things that you believed. Are they really are those really obstacles? Is it really pain? Is it really sweat? Is it really something keeping you from a thing? Yeah. It is if you believe it to be. So we rewild ourselves because look, regardless of where in the world you may be right now, Every person was created with that inherent desire to become all they are capable of becoming. A desire to advance toward the genius of possibilities. That's how we were created for the purposeful function of our delight and for the pleasure of everybody. We cannot help wanting to be all that we can be. We can't shut down the hunger and the passion for exploration and adventure. It's the essence of us, and so it's our breath. It's our sustenance, it's, our, it's life, it's who we are. Success in life is, simplistically put, it's becoming what you desire to be, surrounding yourself with what you want to enjoy. Becoming what you want to be by making use of things, and, and you can have the free use of all things only as you become prosperous and wealthy enough to purchase them. You know, one of my, again, just, I, it's still washing over me this idea of embracing that journey because it's actually what you crave as a as a spirit being, as as the purpose and the identity of who we are, that, that onward journey of, like you were telling us, expansion, that that's what we need to have a fulfilling life. And so to embrace that journey instead of, because we're plateau-minded, right? Hmm. Like so many of us fall into that trap of thinking, once I get to this level, once this amount is in my bank account, once I meet this person, fall in love, I will be happy. I will have everything, but there's sorrow in that. There's no expansion in that. And so embracing the journey as the fulfilling piece is is. Oh, it's just this huge perspective shift that's going to give us all of this satisfaction. Correct. Yeah, all of those things, once I have this, once I have that, those are all measurements. And again, those would go back to changing the lens and and rewilding ourselves to the truth within. Mm. Because in a world that competes, there is so much doctrine and there is so much propaganda that says that you should do with less. <laughs> you, you don't have to have all of that to be happy. That is the nature of a world which governs itself in fear. Look, fear of not having enough, fear of a limited supply. Understanding the creative power of kinetic belief and the law of attraction and how the universe supplies according to our requests, that is essential to the knowledge of aligning ourselves with great wealth. There is nothing wrong with wanting to get rich. The desire for wealth is simply the desire for a fuller, like we're saying, more productive, yeah. uh, a more abundant life. And this desire is honorable. This, is a, this desire is praiseworthy. The one who doesn't desire to advance their mind, body, and soul and to live more abundantly, that, that one has been domesticated and in a manner that says what you desire isn't important to the rest of us. They've bought into the lie. They bought into that lie that says, you're fine. Go sit in, in your box and go to your nine to five and just... You're not important to us. Right. Your desires really aren't that important. My desires are more important than yours. And, there, and that's a whole other really important lesson, right? Like you're, you've got to believe this and pursue it and expand for yourself because nobody's going to do it for you. No one's going to come in and, and do you any favors by just slapping you on the back and saying, you deserve great wealth, Bob. 
I mean, uh, that doesn't happen. Sadly <laughs> enough, no, it doesn't. The one who doesn't desire to have more purchasing power has been propagandized and domesticated mm. to be of little or no effect. I have to say, I love that word domesticated because it really does give you that perfect idea of that, that again, that box that we've been put into that we need to rip open and rewild ourselves out of that. It's like breaking a horse, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you just take something that meant for, for the wild and the plains and the grass meadows. There's, and, nothing, there's nothing worse than like a really fat lion. Mm, <laughs> you know, it's so sad. Sure. You know, you see them see them in zoos all the time. They're <laughs> right, so overweight. Right. Sure, they're not in their original purpose. Gosh, well, you know, for those of you who listen regularly to this podcast, you know, Megan and I, we talk all the time about the purpose of life, mm-hmm. which is to live for the body and to get up every morning for the mind and to live for advancing the soul. Not one of these is better or more desirable or somehow more divine than the other. Each one of these, the mind, the body, and the soul. They're, they are desirable, and not one of those three parts in the natural can fully experience life if either of the others is atrophied or stopped short of the full expression of life. We are rewilding to see that it's not right, it's skewed, it's incorrect to live only for the soul and to deny the mind and the body. It's incorrect to live only for the intellect and to deny the body and the soul. Here we are. All of us, we're acquainted with the, oh gosh, the sad consequences of only living for the body, just the body, while denying the mind and the soul. We see, we see, we see that real life actually means the total, the complete, the vast expression of all that we can give forth through the body, the mind, and the soul collectively and collaboratively. Regardless of any of the world's indoctrinations, any of the, the, the propaganda, the mass appeals for the alternate, whatever other people might be saying to you, look, no one, no single person can truly be optimistically happy and satisfied unless their body is living fully in every possible function and unless the same is true of our mind and our soul. Well, I feel like you really just dropped some major revelation knowledge on us that holistic is everything. The whole picture. You cannot have half and be happy. You have to pursue the whole. And money is a part of that. And health is a part of that. And relationships is a part of that. But you have to look at the whole picture because I know that many times throughout life I've been told at different points in life to focus on the body or to focus on money or to focus on this and if you just keep shifting you'll never get that whole picture holistic living mm, that's it. the whole pie yeah. as you've said yes. before you need every single piece of it gosh you know wherever in our life there is an unexpressed possibility wherever there is an unction for experience for travel, for mm-hmm. something, or a, a purposeful function that has not been performed, there is an unsatisfied desire. Desire is possibility looking for expression. That's all it is. Desire is function seeking performance. I desired to express myself musically beginning at the age of five. That desire for expression inherently has always sought performance in my life. It's the natural thing for it. So there I was desiring to express myself musically. That desire was seeking expression, Mm -hmm. performance. So likewise, we cannot live fully in our bodies without good food and without comfortable clothing. We can't live fully in our bodies without warm shelter. We can't fully live in our bodies 
without the freedom from hard, excessive labor. Why is that? Hmm. Because rest and recreation are also required and necessary for the physical expression of life. No human being can fully live in the intellect, the mind, the consciousness without the information and without the expansion of knowledge through books and the opportunity, the time to study those books. No one can live fully in the mind without the opportunity in the natural to travel and to observe. No one can live fully in the mind without intellectual companionship. To live fully in the mind, we must, we must have those intellectual recreations or we're not living fully in the mind. To live fully in the mind, we have to surround ourselves with the objects of, of creative arts, uh, the expression of the diversity of other human beings, creative human beings. To live fully in our minds, we've got to surround ourselves with the beauty that we're capable of appreciating and, and using. And then here's the deal. Likewise, look, detachment of the soul. To live fully in the expression of our soul, we must have love in our lives. Mm -hmm. To live fully in the soul, for love to be denied, that's an expression of poverty. It's an expression of diminishment. It's an expression of lack. And here's what we know. Our highest form of happiness, optimistic happiness, it's located within the, the vestiges, the, the attraction, and the bestowal of benefits toward those that we do love. Our highest happiness, that's located and aligned when our love finds its most natural and spontaneous expression in giving. Because the one who has nothing to give can't full, fulfill their sense of rightness as, uh, as a life partner, a mother or a father, as a citizen of society with others that we're, we want to unconditionally be loving as well, to advance for the benefit of all. So yes, it's with the use of material things that, that we find our lives to be full for our bodies. It's the use of material things that we develop our minds. It's the use of material things where our souls begin to unfold. Wealth, what we're talking about is having money is just a fundamentally, fun, it's a part of the creative universe as every human being is. So to separate ourselves from wealth is to separate ourselves from self. Wow. Wow. To separate ourselves from wealth is to separate ourselves from self. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's very powerful. Yeah. You know, as you were walking us through that, it, it felt like you were giving us this really in-depth, fresh look at balance, living this sort of balanced life. Is that something that you pursue specifically to live a balanced life? Or is that just a byproduct of the way that you're living and the kinetic belief way of living? Yeah. Balance is not micromanaged. It is a holistic approach. It is a viewpoint. It's a viewpoint for life in every direction. And you work on that viewpoint and create those thought forms for the life that you see yourself immersed into. And then the, the, the beautiful thing about kinetic belief, it begins moving that holistic vision for your life, the imagination that you've generated toward actually becoming that. But you, you monitor and you, you manage the destination the journey yeah. by holding the thought form to come to pass in your life every day and so that you are 
making sure that fear is not entering in there somewhere to steal from you the thing that you're believing for. Great word to make sure that none of this that we're talking about today, the balance, none of it is being micromanaged. That's right. That will kill it (laughs) faster than Micromanagement is a fruit of fear. Absolutely. It's a fear that it's not going to work out. But wealth, being wealthy, it's of supreme importance to everybody and that we should not fear becoming prosperous. Rewilding ourselves from the ideas that less is more which we've all heard, the way to begin understanding and aligning ourselves with the wisdom that it's perfectly okay, that we should aspire to desire and believe to become wealthy. If, if I'm a human being, if you are, and we, we both are, well, I am. I'm not, you might be plugged I'm in. I'm working on something. Yeah, but we were created in the image of the Creator mm, with yes. an advancing, uh, of, of the advancing prosperous universe. And so we are rewilding to center ourselves for the purpose of unconditionally loving ourselves and all others with the desire for all to be prosperous. Wow. Because in this realm, in this world, and with this reality, our subjective beliefs, there's more than enough for everyone. We want everyone to prosper. We don't want to have more than anybody. We just want everybody to become all they were meant to be according to their original genius of purpose. So it's perfectly okay that we should journal like we're saying, to give our best desire, our closest attention, our holistic viewpoint for our lives, our closest attention to the meditative alignment for this belief and purpose of genius for attracting great wealth. And I like this idea that you cannot champion yourself and your own wealth if you cannot champion others. And that seems incredibly powerful. There's so much freedom in that because you can only do that if you're embracing that unique self that is going to generate that that unique wealth. Anyways, I mean, it all it's all connected. Removing ourselves from the competitive world. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. competing to gain. We are creating. Inspiring. We're, cre- we, we're yeah. creative creators. But, you know, prosperity, again, it's necessary in the natural for advancing our best lives to the benefit of everyone. And when we neglect that truth out of a sense of guilt or embarrassment as a way of expressing ourselves through some kind of false nobility of martyrdom or the false nobility of self-debasement in a way that says, you know what, we somehow, we, we just don't matter for the greater good. You're, what you're doing over there, that's more important than what I desire to do over here. We are so sadly derelict in our responsibility to love ourselves. We are derelict in our responsibilities to all of humanity. It's actually very, very, very selfish for anyone to say, well, I just don't require much. All I want is enough to pay for my basic requirements to just take care of me, just enough for me to eat and just enough for me to come in out of the rain. Think about that. Why why not? Why not have enough to pay for others to eat who are struggling to find their way? Why not provide shelter for those sleeping in the rain who, unlike you, have yet to come into the same wisdom and enlightenment of understanding that you have been uh, ingratiated with? Wow. Wow. That's, That's beautiful, just this idea that attaching philanthropic pursuits to this desire for wealth it's going to really supercharge it because you know anytime that we focus on others too in any capacity it's going i think it always elevates the pursuit whether it's wealth or health or relationship 
anytime that you're also doing it for others, it, it just expands mm-hmm. that process so rapidly. Well, that's where we've been turned upside down in our thinking by a competitive society. And, and what's, what's happened, the, the fruit of all of that wrong thinking is that so many are intentionally embracing poverty now. But that's an act of selfishness in a world that was creatively designed for the advancement of all of our purposes. Our unique genius should be experienced by everyone. You are so right that we, uh, uh, there's a whole generation and a whole sect of people that have been taught to embrace poverty. You know, they've been shown that, that money is so difficult and you have to squeeze out every drop to get a dollar. Um, it was interesting recently, I I saw this, it had gone viral on, I think, TikTok or something, one of the apps the kids are using, <laughs> you know. Um, and there's this woman, and she's in the service industry, and she didn't have a lot of customers, therefore she didn't have a lot of tips, but she showed her paycheck, and she had a 70-hour week, and her total mm. paycheck was $9. Oh, no. But mm. it just made me think that we are being programmed to think that money is incredibly difficult to come by, that it's like mining for diamonds in the middle of nowhere, that, you know, so that perspective on money is everything. And we are there. It's just um, even with like school loans, you know, kids are growing up before they even go to college, being told that school is going to break you, that you're going to be in debt, that money is impossible to come by and you have to go in debt to even elevate yourself. Um, So it makes me wonder, how do you when you think of money personally, how do you see it? How do you approach it? Do you what are the thoughts that you have attached to money? Well, the first thing is it has absolutely nothing to do with my self-value, my self-worth. Bank account has nothing to do with what I am worth, mm-hmm. my value. Um, so it's a detachment, and you change again the lens for that. You've got to you've got to rewild yourself away from the all of those philosophies and those ideas and thought forms that are surrounding money, which is all based. It's fear based. It's not advancing through uh, the original source of, of positive substance. It's a, a negative source energy, mm-hmm. and so. Look, while here in the land of the living, we can render to ourselves and our family circle and humanity at large no greater service than to make the most of ourselves. And we do that by understanding and embracing that, you know what, I can attract great wealth into my life for that purpose. So what are we doing by rewilding ourselves? How are we changing that lens for life? What The practical. I, I want to know how to do this. Okay, I hear you, Steve. But what do I do? Well, and I want to hit on something really quick before we move on, because it was so powerful. You said that your identity is not attached to your bank account in any way. And I think a lot of us think, uh, you know, I'm going to be a better person if I was rich or I'm going to I'm going to feel better about myself if I had money because I don't have money now. And I feel like like crud, you know, I think lowly of myself. But that is so important because that means that you're seeing money as this sort of outward tool that is not connected to you personally, but it's something that you can manage and grow. And that's just fascinating to me, you know, disconnecting your identity from that number. You are priceless. There cannot be a value or a price put on any living human soul. The lack of money cages that priceless thing. Money tears down the, the practical cages of the physical reality. Wealth tears down and sets free that captive. So 
By doing so. I can just hear yeah. everyone going, Megan, shut up. He was about to tell us how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been a commercial or something right there. <laughs> right. And the secret is... Dun, 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 dun. No, but we're, <laughs> we're changing the lens. We're changing our subjective realities. We're unbecoming rumors mm. that somehow it's honorable to be in lack and it's gloriously sacrificial to be in poverty. That these are things to be desired and that these are things which are noble. In order to begin again, to go back to the beginning to the beginning and unbecome all that noise, every day go back, return, unbecome negative source indoctrination. Purposefully go through the process of rewilding ourselves and undomesticated so that we can become delightful expressions of the creative creators that we long to be to express ourselves in ways that we feel in unabashedly and fearless ways. There are universal laws that work for us. And these universal laws are not respecters of people. They operate for anyone who learns the quantum physical reality that our ideas, our consciousness, our beliefs and desires have for physically and literally and practically expressively they're they're for changing our environments our circumstances our relationships with finances and pro and prosperity our relationships with the mind and the body and the soul that those three functions become harmonious and they are in alignment for expanding and advancing our purpose in this life when we are rewilding to the fullest expression of our purposeful function for life the attraction of prosperity, it, it comes as a result of what we subjectively believe. The attraction of prosperity comes by casting down negative source information, and it comes by subjectively believing things in a unique and in a, in a way of advancing the mind, body, and soul. In other words, we know this, and we see this, and perhaps have been living this concept, and that no matter how hard we may work or how physically able we may be, it's possible to remain in poverty. You know, the waitress you were just talking about. Right. 70 hours, is that what you said? Yeah, yes. $9. Yeah. It's a natural law of increase that produces, that attracts like kind. So regardless of our education, our intellect, our nationality, regardless of the country that we reside in, none of those things are the producers of prosperity. Prosperity becomes the one who's rewilding themselves to the most certain and to the most infallible way of observing and the most perfect way of believing to attract great prosperity. And I, I you know, I just feel like we need to go so much deeper in this topic for understanding just because we, we start we start in this and it's this is a workshop topic. I mean, this oh, should absolutely. go on for five days. Yeah. But because um, you know, becoming wealthy involves a, a a true re-energizing to the positive advancement without being subjected to all those negative influences. We have these knee-jerk reactions to so many thought processes that we've been programmed with of fear and, <clears throat> and trepidation and victimization and indoctrination. And, and you're right. It is all in that mindset because we're all so quick to believe that the, the, the Super Bowl team that's going to win is the one with the best mindset. But then if we start to talk about money, everybody says, well, I don't know. I don't know if my mindset toward money really matters that much. I think it's just hard work. But but we're so willing to overlay it with sports or something else. Sure, so sure. So that growth of wealth, you know, growing that, that 
huge sum of wealth begins in the mind and in that perspective. Yeah, we have to have to look by unbecoming negative source influencers by releasing our inherent ability to observe the world as it should be, according to our original purpose of genius, as it should be, according to wealth and prosperity, for that to become us rather than us trying to become it. So we will continue these thought processes in the days to come. I think it's imperative that we do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had one more quick question. So when when we're talking about wealth and manifesting wealth, is this mind shift, this perspective shift, is this going to manifest with fresh ideas to attract wealth? Is this going to manifest with, you know, you? I thought you said something earlier that was a great um, phrase. You said, you have an unction for an experience. And it just made me think, wow, you know, those unctions for experiences should not be ignored because that could very well be mm-hmm. the path mm-hmm. to wealth. And and doing, because doing the thing you love has sustainability, right? I mean, Correct. if you can enjoy it, you don't mind doing it. <laughs> and so, but I'm just wondering, you know, how is this manifesting into uh, well, cold, hard cash. Yeah, well, those uh, those unctions for experience, that's the process of the genius beginning to communicate with you from within. Mm-hmm. And we're open to ideas, and there's a one universal consciousness that has the genius of ideas that come to you rather than you pursuing them. It's like relaxing, getting out of your headspace, and opening yourself up to endless possibilities according to your unique purpose of genius. Right. And when the desire is for advancing your mind, body, and soul uh, toward perfected completion, then through that meditative process of journaling those highest viewpoints mm-hmm. for your thought forms, ideas begin to emerge. Yes. And thoughts begin to come to you according to the um, uh, natural experiences that you've been having, the practical application of these things. Yes. And it, and it always is in agreement and harmony with where you are, with what you have now. So you don't have to relocate. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get a loan for the the genius of your purpose. No, the universe responds to you where you are, when you're in harmony, in perfect peace, without fear, and you're in a place of optimistic happiness and joy, seeing these things as already having come to pass. And then, yes, those ideas begin to form. They come through, and you want to capture them when they're coming through. And so that's the process of committed journaling for manifesting. I really love that you're not laying out some laborious 10-step process for us to follow to achieve great wealth. It's as obvious as your shit, that perspective shift toward money, toward wealth, toward your identity is as straightforward as sort of turning on a faucet, turning on a spigot. You're opening the valve, you're opening the flow that leads to wealth. And that's it. One step and done. One step and done. Rewilding. There is so much to the rewilding process, yet there is a simplistic state of being that leads to our successful lives being open for the full expression of happiness and joy and health and prosperity, all those things. So you know, keep joining Megan and myself if you can, and if you're feeling it, and if you're feeling a tug, if you sense that, you know what, something just isn't as it should be in my life, and you just know that there's more than perhaps a rewilding workshop in person is for you and come spend time with us and if you feel like that then yes i want i want to invite you to join us because we lay aside all other concepts of the natural of this monistic understanding of the universe and we open ourselves up and align ourselves into the fullness of who we are our unique individual expressive selves is then fixated within our minds 
And these new thoughts, they begin to become our new way of habitual thinking. If you're feeling this, keep joining us. And in the meantime, begin to purposefully journal and meditate on advancing your life. Become aware of where you allow your thoughts to linger. And then firmly believe your highest viewpoints for constructing a perfect blueprint for this life. And look, if a negative doubt should ever try to come in, get your back up and shout at it if you have to. (laughs) Get the broom and chase it out of the house and slam the door after because throw it away. Cast it down because I'm telling you, it is there to steal from you. And then while you are relocating who you really are, going back to the beginning, the essence, the core essence of who you are, going through this process, refuse, listen, Start refusing to listen to arguments that are against the idea of you. Don't go to group meetings and don't listen to any kind of instruction of any type where there is a contradiction that's being taught that opposes, that's in opposition to the essence of who you really are. Don't read magazines. Don't read books that teach a contradiction to the essence of who you really are. When you become double-minded in your convictions, then all of your efforts, all of your strivings, all of your desires and your hopes and your aspirations, all of those dreams, all of that will be in vain. Don't ask why your truths are true. Don't speculate as to what makes your Uh, subjective reality true for you. Trust your genius of purpose. The kinetic belief for you to become wealthy beyond your wildest imaginations, it begins with your absolute acceptance of your belief for prosperity to become you. There is a old Japanese proverb that says, fall seven times, stand up eight. You win, right? <laughs> You're on the right side of, of that. There's no more. failure in that. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's work on some highest viewpoints. Yeah, let's do it. Here. Just say this. Say, I know that I'm beautifully made and have great health. I know that I'm beautifully made and have great health. I have great wealth and wisdom already belongs to me. I have great wealth and wisdom already belongs to me. I'm flowing in the direction of prosperity. I'm flowing in the direction of prosperity. I am so optimistically happy. I am so optimistically happy. Because my genius of purpose. Because my genius of purpose. Dwells within me. Dwells within me. I am in love with myself. I am in love with myself. And what I believe establishes and what I believe establishes the perfect order the perfect order for advancing my life for advancing my life I am rewilding for perfecting my mind I'm rewilding for perfecting my mind and my body and soul and my body and soul I am believing to devote myself I am believing to devote myself to my legacy life goals to my legacy life goals and I choose my purpose and I choose my purpose over all other purposes over all other purposes I have no fear in my life. I have no fear in my life. I'm just getting started today. I'm just getting started today. And the best and the best is yet to come. Is yet to come. Wow. So fun. What a great episode. Ooh, I love it. Show uh, me the money. <laughs> Miss Megan. <laughs> you got it. Did I pass? You passed. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, let's do the rundown here of all the ways that you can get involved with the rewilding community. We are on Facebook. You can find us by 
checking out Stephen with a V, Canyon, like the Grand Canyon, and exciting stuff happening. We are starting our very own free rewilding Facebook group, and that's going to be available next week, so keep an eye out for that. Um, available, make sure you subscribe to all the great extra additional teachings on YouTube. Also, you can find that via Stephen Canyon. Uh, let's see, connectedbelief.com. Sign up, give us your email, and you get the roadmap to manifesting um, PDF, which is really cool. That's actually an excerpt from the Purpose Workbook, but you get that for free if you give us your email. Huh. So that's Not pretty a cool. Bad deal. All right. Yeah, we're on Instagram at Stephen Canyon is the username there, um, and also something that I don't even think we've ever mentioned before. You can listen to Stephen's beautiful, fully orchestrated, pulled from the universe uh, piano music on Pandora. Oh, you can, can't you? And Spotify. <laughs> We've never even talked about that. Isn't that yeah, funny? No, it's out there. Yeah, yeah, but it's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. So go out there and, and create a Pandora station or a, or a Spotify playlist but now we're using gonna have Stephen to, Canyon. But we've got to also say that, look, if you're going to Pandora or Spotify, anywhere like that, and you're looking for Stephen Canyon station, and you're going to listen to some of that music, just be aware that the violin that you're hearing out front is Miss Megan. She Aww. is a world-class violinist. Thank I really you very am, much. though. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, so, Mom. So talented. <laughs> right? For making me practice, oh. Mom. <laughs> yeah. And you know something else, too? We're headed to Sedona, Arizona, one of my favorite mm. places in the world. And uh, we may be having a lengthy yes. workshop there this summer. We are uh, working in the late, on... What fall, I guess it is. Yeah, it's going to be later in the year, and it's going to mm-hmm. be a, very, a full um, three. Or we ha- we're still working out, the, out all of the details here, but um, but yeah, it's going to be a full-length retreat. Mm-hmm. I had to say Sedona is a delicious place. Uh, marvelous. And the vortex there is natural, is a natural oh, harmonious place. There, the energy is fantastic. The sunshine, and, the red rocks. Know, it's, it's probably the Oof. easiest place for me to do a workshop. All we have to do is just sit around and look at each other. And we, <laughs> we all become healed and prosperous and Steve. healthy and wealthy. And what? <laughs> Disclaimer to everyone we're, we won't just sit around and look at each other. <laughs> Stephen will well, the be helpful. Is so strong. It's so great. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful uh, out there. But yeah, that's very exciting. So um, obviously, keep checking the website, kineticbelief.com, for all that good info. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas is coming up March 28th. Check the website for more details. It's a very small, intimate workshop there. So if if you want to go to that one, get your ticket quickly. They will be sold out. Limited number of seats available. I think we covered it all. I think so. Quite the rundown. Friday afternoon. There's the bike. Still cold, but I think I might give it a shot. Just put a hat on. We'll be fine. It'll be fun. Need some sunshine. Have the best weekend, everybody. Yeah, have the best weekend. Thanks, as usual, for all the wisdom, Steve. Bye.